You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, a show where we help you live your best life by educating you on all aspects of your health as it pertains to you being a woman in a non-judgmental, not too sciencey way. And I'm your host, Michelle Broad, certified women's health, adult nurse practitioner, hormone specialist, daughter, wife, mama, and proud Nana of two. Okay, ladies, so thank you so much again for tuning into this week's episode. And you know what? I've been getting so many questions lately. I don't know what it is, but I've been getting so many questions lately about hormonal health. And I know that we've talked about it before. I've even done several podcasts about it. So today I thought we'd come back and we'd do a refresh and go over hormones and talk about hormonal health a little bit more in detail, kind of give a different spin on it. If you've heard it before, don't go away. You might learn something new because remember what they say, you have to hear something at least seven times to be able to remember it, take it in and move forward with it. And all of our podcasts, you know, are here for educational purposes. So, you know, it's never a waste of time to hear some of the information that you might've heard before, because like I said, you might glean something new or you might hear it in a different way and, or you may be able to pass it on to somebody else. But before we start, I just want to dive in and give you a little legal love that we've been told that we're supposed to be doing. So here it is, ladies. We hope so very much from the bottom of our hearts here at Well Woman Network that you enjoy listening to our podcast. But we have to give you this little legal love and we have to tell you that all the stuff that we talk about in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is in general in nature. Every woman or person is a unique individual and what has worked for some or even many may not work for you. Any information perceived as advised by you or anybody listening to this podcast must be considered in light of your own particular set of circumstances. Well Woman Network is sharing this information and we do not assume any responsibility for the accuracy or outcome or use of this content. We make every attempt to provide up-to-date researched information. Now that all the legalities are taken care of, let's get on with the podcast content. So today, let me just give you a little overview of what we're going to be talking about. We're going to dive into an introduction, and then we're going to move in what are the three main female hormones. Then we're going to talk about, hey, maybe are you feeling weird? Maybe it's your hormones. And then we're going to go into natural ways to prevent hormonal balance. And then we're going to end by talking about brain health and hormonal fluctuations. So I've kind of, I'm going to be talking off the top of my head a little bit today. I've written some notes, haven't done my really big formal outline like I normally do. So bear with me for today. Life has gotten a little bit crazy lately and um, just wanted to be able to get this podcast out to you, but give you some really great info. So buckle up and let's put our listening hats on and let's learn about hormones and their fluctuations and stuff like that. All right. So here's the deal. Okay. Even for myself or for any average person. Okay. A lot of us, and probably those of you listening to this podcast, because you've listened to me so many times before, or you've read some of our blogs, or you've seen some of our stuff all over social media, you may have a conceptual understanding of what hormones are. But if I asked you to really start to explain to them, you might have a struggle in trying to explain their function and their role and how they operate in our body. Okay. Because there is little appreciation or understanding of just how vital hormones are to every aspect of our health, especially being a woman. 
Okay. Very, very important. Not saying that they're not important to men because they are, but this podcast is for women. So I'm talking about women today. So here you go, ladies. Hormones are immensely powerful in minute amounts and their cycles of production, release, decay, or neutralizing are critical to our unseen but vital bodily functions. This happens without any conscious efforts on our part, just as well as it would be impossible to control at our thinking level, okay? Because we just cannot, we just not, we could not even conceive, conceive of how all the stuff goes on in our body every day, you know, every hour, how miraculous it is that all this stuff just happens and moves without us even being aware of it, okay? I mean, when we're gone all day and you get up in the morning and you get in your car and you go to work, you're not thinking about, oh, estrogen is being released now. Oh, progesterone is being released now. Oh, testosterone. Oh, my prolactin is going. Oh, my, you know, adrenaline is kicking in or this or that. We don't sit there and conceptually think of it like that, right? We don't. We start to breathe. Our heart, our heart rate is going. We, we, you know, flutter our eyeballs, you know, all this kind of stuff. And we don't bat an eye at thinking of how all this stuff all the things that have to go on behind the scenes in order for us to be able to do all of those functions, right? How much it takes for our bodies on the inside to be able to do each and every little thing, okay? It takes a lot of effort, but we just think it happens naturally. And like I said, most of us don't even, you know, we don't even think about it, you know? We're just like go along in our daily lives and that's how it should be. But I just want to give you an understanding. So we're going to pull back the curtain a little bit just to see a little glimpse of what goes on inside. Because like I always tell you, in order to be your number one self-care hero, okay, you have to understand a little bit about what's going on behind the curtain, okay, so that you can understand when things go haywire or a little bit they're off on the outside of the curtain, you can say, oh, let's pull back the curtain and see if we can look inside and take an introspective look at ourselves and see what's going on to see if we can help ourselves. Okay. All right. So we got that out. So, all right. So it is no wonder that the tiniest fluctuations, like I was just saying in hormone release or ratios can have a profound effect on our physical health and our emotional state. Some of the most powerful hormones in our arsenal are also the so-called sex hormones, okay? While these are vital to our sexual and reproductive health, and indeed the continuation of our species, of course, right? Their effort on our health goes even further than that. These hormones, ladies, are vital to the development and maintenance of much of our physiology, including things that are as basic as bone growth, okay? Like I said, we don't even, we don't even fathom or think about half the things that our body does or that hormones do on a day in day out basis. We just take it all for granted. And then when things start going haywire, that's when we go, oh, something's off. And we really then start paying attention. But what we really need to do is be, you know, in the forefront, we need to be looking at how we can help our hormones stay in good health, be proactive so that we don't have to be reactive. Okay. All right. So I hope that today's podcast will give you some insights into the hormones that most particularly affect you as a woman and how these affect hormone imbalances, how they affect us and how we can help correct any imbalances naturally. Cause you know, I'm all about doing the natural stuff, but you also know that I do believe in medicine because I still practice it. I do still prescribe but if we can get away with doing things more naturally, like I said, on a day-to-day basis and be proactive and preventative, that's where my hands go up and I give you a big high five. 
because that's what we need to do. We need to start being proactive instead of being reactive, like I just said. All right, so let's dive into what are the three main female hormones. Of the approximately 50 types of female hormones raging in the bloodstream, there are three main ones that can tip the physiology scales for women more than anything else. And those are estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. They are also undoubtedly a factor in emotional and and psychological response and outcomes as well, okay? These are also the three main sex hormones. Alrighty, so let's talk about them. The very word hormone means to excite. Bet you didn't know that. So the word hormone means to excite, and this is especially true in women who need these hormones to excite and reproduce the cells necessary for good health. These cells help women in many ways, which include keeping your skin smooth and elastic and in processing sugars properly and a lot of other different things that go on in your body. These hormones do not exist in static amounts or ratios to one another. Under ideal circumstances, these vary depending on many different factors, including your age, the diet that you eat, sexual development, stage of your menstrual cycle, pregnancy, childbirth, breastfeeding, and menopause, or any of those other things can knock these hormones out of whack. Physiological and emotional stress can also have a huge impact on hormonal balance, okay? And you know that we talk a lot about stress on this podcast. So, you know, cortisol is one of those other hormones, okay? So we're not talking about all your hormones today. We're talking just specifically about the female hormones, the sex hormones, okay? All right. So let's look in here. So here's a brief rundown of how the rise and fall of these three main sex hormones can greatly affect a woman's body and her mind. Okay. So first of all is estrogen. This all-powerful female sex hormone reaches its peak during puberty and runs at a comparative trickle during menopause. Estrogen is mostly produced by the adrenal glands, ovaries, and a small amount is produced by fat tissues in areas such as the breast. This hormone has profound effects on female health and development, not only of the reproductive system, but of the whole physiology. Estrogen helps to keep calcium in the bones, balance good cholesterol, which is your HDL, and your LDL, which is your low-density lipoprotein, levels in your bloodstream. It helps regulate blood sugar, and it helps with memory function and emotions, okay? So estrogen is, it reaches its peak during puberty, and it runs at a very low trickle and dies off as you get towards the menopause, okay? Next, progesterone. Progesterone plays a big role during ovulation to prepare the body for pregnancy, such as readying the uterus for a fertilized egg. A critical function of progesterone is to keep estrogen levels regulated, which helps reduce anxiety, promote hair growth, and allows for relaxation. Okay, so let me say that again. Progesterone's critical function is to keep estrogen levels regulated. So when we talk about PMS, as we've talked about on the podcast before, when progesterone levels are low, Estrogen acts out more on its own, and that's where you get PMS, you get PMDD, and that's what happens when you start going through peri and postmenopause, and your progesterone level falls first, and estrogen is there by itself and is not being balanced out. That's where a lot of the symptoms come in for those type of things, okay? There's an imbalance of estrogen to progesterone, and that's where you also get irregularities in periods and different things like that with your menstruation. 
and progesterone helps with when you're pregnant it helps widen those hips so that you can have birth through the canal easier it helps with you sleep better at nighttime it's important for brain functioning it can help with mental alertness it can also help with night sweats it keeps those at bay so progesterone also acts as a natural antidepressant Okay, it helps us to feel good. It's one of those things too. So you can see how all of these things have very vital roles in a woman's body and how when just the slightest thing are off, we can have signs and symptoms of them being off. All right. Now, so different stages, during different stages of, of menstruation and pregnancy, you get different releases of estrogen. However, other stages require progesterone to be released to switch off the estrogen response and restore balance. So we just talked about that. Like estrogen sometimes is up, progesterone is sometimes down, sometimes progesterone up, and sometimes estrogen is down. This is through a regular menstrual cycle because you have your ovulatory phase, you have your luteal phase, you have your follicular phase, and you have your proliferative phase of all different things of your period and how the rise and fall of these hormones go up and down is happening and what it's doing inside your uterus from the time that you have a period until from one period until the next period. Your breasts also kind of follow along through this cycle as well. That's why you tend to have more breast tenderness as you get closer towards your period. Okay. All right. So a reduction in progesterone hormone may cause a hormone imbalance to occur and it can result like I was talking to you about like insomnia, you can have excess water weight gain. You can have some anxiety. Sometimes you can have the brain fog or you can just have natural confusion. So this can happen at any time when progesterone is off, but you see it largely more and more as you start getting through the perimenopause and moving into the menopause. All right. Last sex hormone is testosterone. And testosterone, for a lot of people, they just think of it as a male hormone. And it is not just a male hormone. Women also have this vital hormone. Although we make it in smaller amounts than men, it is key to a woman's overall health and well-being. So the ovaries and adrenal glands produce testosterone. When a woman's testosterone levels are low, almost everything suffers, okay? Testosterone affects the mood, it affects libido, energy, and the accumulation of body fat as well as mental clarity. This hormone is produced in small amounts in females and may drop dramatically during the monthly cycle. So again, as you go through the cycle, it can drop. It can also drop dramatically as you start going through the perimenopause and dramatically even more when you go through menopause. Okay. So of these three female hormones, they are vital. They are important to help keep regulated for a number of reasons. So an obvious one is to keep the ovulation cycle working normally to prepare the body for egg fertilization and for childbirth, but it's also important to help keep fat distribution in a woman's body in the right place and help keep a healthy uterus and to keep the vagina healthy, both important in the mating process, dating, and in childbirth, okay? They also help maintain a normal pregnancy and ensure healthy fetal development. When these hormones ladies are out of balance, a woman's sex drive and mood can suffer, all right. So it's also important for a normal menstrual cycle to happen, to have all these hormones in correct balance and happening and going on every single month. All righty. So estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, those are your three sex hormones for females. So now let's go on and talk about, sometimes we feel out of balance. Sometimes I get patients coming in, they just tell me, hey, I just know something is off. It's got to be my hormones. And you know what? Maybe it is your hormones. So let's take a look at that. So sometimes, ladies, do you feel a little bit 
like out of it or like as you go through your month you have good you have good moments during that month and sometimes you have bad moments you know and people come in and they tell me I have these bad days and I start to go downhill and I'm cycling all over the place well you know what your fam- your friends probably they also probably tell you that but they also probably feel the same way too and don't worry because you're not going crazy and I tell women this all the time because they come in and they say I am going crazy. Am I the only one who's experiencing this? Because they think that they are the only one and you're not. Okay. Both men and women are highly responsive to their hormones. They have to be. Okay. Hormones are released in minute amounts, yet elicit incredibly, incredibly powerful responses from our bodies. Hormones are responsible for triggering and regulating much of our body's autonomic response and functions. They're absolutely vital. Okay. They are vital. We could not exist without our hormones, okay? However, hormonal release or lack of it or altered ratios of hormone balance often incurs a degree of unwanted reactions, which can become physical, they can be emotional, or it can happen in both categories. So although men and women are both necessarily subject to the effects of hormones, females, okay, Females are more regular and powerfully impacted due to the influences of the month of the monthly menstrual cycle. So because we have a period and we have it every month and we have hormones that fluctuate all month long, we are more impacted by any change in these hormonal fluctuations than men are only because they just don't have a period. They make a little bit of estrogen. They make a little bit of progesterone, but they make a lot of testosterone, but pretty much they're straight, you know, right across the board. Okay. Straight flat line where us up and down, up and down, up and down all month long. So, you know, it's kind of hard. Like people go, I'd like to get my hormones checked. It is, you can get your hormones checked. No doubt. I check them all the time every day for a lot of people. But what I try to tell people is when you go to get your hormones checked, okay, it is a snapshot of that day of that moment that you are getting those, that blood test done. Okay. It's not, we would have to take your blood and draw it every single day and test it every single day to kind of be able to see. Now, there is companies out there, okay? The Dutch test, which I use, is a urine test, and they can do multiple testings of different days to see where you're fluctuating and how your cycle is going. But blood tests, we would have to be drawing your blood every single day to do that, and it's just impossible to do that. So we make educated guesses a lot of times when we're looking at hormones, saying, when did you get your hormones drawn? Where were you in your cycle? What was going on? You know what I mean? So I tell my patients, just like I'm going to tell you, I tell them to map out their month, map out their cycle if you're still having cycles. Mark it down by good day, good day, good day, period here. Am I seeing any waking? Am I seeing any, you know, having any PMSC symptoms? When do they happen? You know, what's going on in my life? You know, do I see, you know, more irregularities in my period when, if I'm stressed out? So if you have some irregularities, stop to think for a minute. What's my life been like? You know, am I stressed out? Am I not, have I not been eating healthy lately? Have I stopped drinking my water? Have I stopped exercising because I've been stressed up and doing a lot more at work? Because a lot of these different things will trigger. Travel can even trigger differences in menstruation. Okay. can throw things off, especially if you're changing time zones, you're going from, you know, one side of the world to the other, and you're upside down on your days and all that kind of sleep. Lack of sleep can cause fluctuations in your, in your period and your hormones. Okay. So what I'm trying to tell you is hormones, they get off balance so very easily. So we have to pay attention to them because that's them trying out, telling us to pay attention to them. Okay. All right. So being a woman means having a body designed to conceive and nurture a child. 
Whether this option occurs doesn't matter. Every month is a cycle of preparedness and readiness for that event. Okay, because this relates to half of the human population, generalizations are unavoidable. And of course, every woman is different. However, it is certainly true that most or all are affected at some stage, though the range and degree of how your hormones affect you may differ. Almost every woman has felt irrational or over-emotional at some stage or recognized it as such afterwards, okay? While being in control of your emotions is necessary to being a mature person, take some comfort in knowing there is a very rational and normal explanation for your emotional highs and lows if they're fluctuating around your cycle time, okay? There's a lot of things that are going on in your body, okay? And unfortunately, when people come in and start talking about all these other stuff, we don't necessarily jump to, oh, how's your period going? What's your hormones like? You know, we have to start looking at things like cyclic acne. That happens. We have to look at things like PMS. We have to look at things. We have to look at all aspects of our life. Like I said, you know, when we're looking internally, we also have to look externally because what's outside and going on outside of our life affects what's going inside and what's going on inside affects what goes on the outside. We flow between those two realities. Okay. Those two states, so to speak. All right. So I want you to know that it is normal for you to have hormonal fluctuations at some point in your life, you will feel them and you will have them. I don't know a woman who has not experienced some form of hormonal fluctuations in her lifetime. Okay. Now let's talk about some natural ways to prevent these hormonal imbalances. So we've talked about so far, and we know that hormones play a big role in our lives. And we know that if we have an imbalance, that there's a problem. You've no doubt heard the words hormonal imbalance, a few terms in life. You know, if you, if you haven't, it's one of those terms you've probably heard, or you've heard your friends talk about it all the time, or you've heard your medical provider talk about it. So here's some things, ladies, when you're having trouble sleeping, your medical provider may tell you that you have some problems with your hormones. If you have problems, fall, you know, getting pregnant, you're going to be told you probably have a hormonal imbalance because unfortunately a lot of things get blamed on hormones. And here's the deal. It's a double-edged sword. Like I said, a lot of things can go wrong because our hormones are out of balance, but a lot of things at the same time get blamed on our hormones just because the fact that we're a woman. Okay. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard the joke that they said, oh, why a woman can't be compressed because she would blow up the world once a month. Okay. Meaning like, oh, we can't make rational decisions because once a month we have a period and we all have PMS beyond belief. Okay. Or women can't run companies because they have to take time off for their, for their period if they have it or anything. Okay. It's always getting blamed a lot of things on females because of their hormones. So I'm sure you've heard of that. But I want you to know that they're sending, there's lots of things that you can do. And you're also going to learn that as you go through different stages in your life, you're going to experience different hormonal fluctuations from each stage. And each decade that you move through, you are going to experience different changes in your body as well as in your hormones. Okay. So that's the thing. So unfortunately, not many women realize that their hormones are tremendously impactful and they can affect their moods. They can affect your bowel movements. They can affect weight gain, stress and anxiety and menopausal symptoms and just overall health. Just in general, sometimes you just feel off and it can be because your hormones are off. So as in many areas relating to human health, lifestyle changes 
as you know, we talk about a lot here, diet and exercise can have a profound effect at any stage of life, but especially when normal balance is compromised by stress, environment, or even natural aging. Okay. So if you want to do what you can do to help keep your hormones from getting out of balance, I want to give you a few tips. So number one, watch your caffeine intake. Limit your intake of caffeine and other uh, caffeinated beverages. Sorry there. looks like I haven't had enough cup of coffee tonight, but it's actually, I'm recording this late at night after everybody's gone to sleep. A cup of coffee a day can be beneficial as coffee contains antioxidants. However, too much caffeine can adversely affect your endocrine system, which is responsible for much of your hormone production and release. So it's not that you can't have caffeine. It's just, you know, balance it out with some water. You know, don't be drinking caffeine all day long or having coffee in the morning, going to sodas with caffeine, having caffeine at night and all that other kind of stuff. Keep it, you know, moderate and have a cup in the morning if you want or have, you know, your caffeinated tea and then balance it out with some water because caffeine has profound effect on our hormones. Get plenty of good quality sleep. You know, we talk about this a lot too. Sleep alone can have incredible positive effects on balancing your hormones. Studies have proven that healthy sleeping habits can contribute to longevity, better weight management, and improved immunity and less vulnerability to many diseases. Disturbed sleep patterns will trigger stress hormones, depleting adrenals, and setting off a chain of hormonal imbalance, such as weight gain. Okay, I get a lot of women who come in and they're talking about that they can't lose weight. And then we sit down and we have a conversation like, what's going on? And they're telling me, I, I, I'm, I'm not sleeping. You know, I've got, I've got kids. Like my poor daughter, you know, when she was breastfeeding, she was up all night long and she, her kids get into that routine of sleeping through the night. And even then, you know, as a mom, you're always got that ear on. The kids are sick. You're not sleeping the whole nine yards. Well, when you don't sleep, your body doesn't repair and you're not giving your body a chance to get back to an, a state where it's in equilibrium. And if you are constantly not sleeping, it just adds up over time. And it can cause your cortisol and your stress level to go up inside your body, therefore keeping weight trapped on your middle. Okay. So it's powerful. Sleep is powerful. And I'm not just talking to you about these things because I think, oh my God, you need to get eight hours of sleep. No, I'm telling you that the re- there's a reason behind sleep. Okay. Sleep is vital. It's powerful. Okay. What you eat and what goes in your mouth and on the end of your fork is powerful. Okay. So that's why I talk to you about these. Next, I want you to increase your dietary omega-3s. Our body needs fat ladies to be able to perform many processes, vital for achieving good health, which includes hormone production and the rebuilding of cells. The modern Western diet has seen a massive increase in the consumption of omega-6 polyunsaturated fats and a corresponding decrease in omega-3 fat intake. Balancing the intake of fats will help balance hormone production. For most people, this means that they need to reduce consumption of vegetable oils, which are your omega-6s, like your vegetable oil, what is it, canola oil, all of those other things, and increase consumption of oily fish such as tuna, salmon, eat more flaxseed or chai seeds to boost more omega-3 intake, okay? So you really want to get a good omega capsule. If you're not taking it in your diet, you're not eating a lot of fish. You know, a lot of people don't eat a lot of fish because of it's polluted out there. So you need to take a supplement and you need to cut down on the bad fats. So did you know, quiz time here, that cholesterol is the mother of all hormones? That's where it all starts. Cholesterol is the mother of all hormones. You need some cholesterol in order to produce hormones. It comes down the chain. Hormones are produced from cholesterol. So 
know that. So if you're going to have cholesterol and put it in your body, you want the good kind of cholesterol. You want it from, you want it from olive oil. You want it from coconut oil. You want to get it from good nuts, from avocados, all those type of things like that. And you want to reduce the bad kind and you want to get a good omega, omega fatty acid supplement. Okay. Whether it's vegan or you get it from a good, you know, good supply and you want to get it from a name brand. Don't go cheap here, ladies. You want a good brand. Okay. I do a vegan kind through, um, through juice plus I take theirs because I like a vegan kind. I don't like fish, but Nordic makes a good, um, omega three fish oil. And I'm sure a lot of companies sell them. I know my friend who does Arbon, they sell them. A lot of companies do Sunrider sells them. My other friend, Judy does that. So you can get them from a lot of people. Okay. That sell good quality supplements. And if you're going to spend money on supplements, get good quality so that you know that it's doing what it needs to do inside your body. Don't go down to Walgreens and Hey, oops, shouldn't say that to your local, you know, big box store or small pharmacy store and buy some unknown name brand because it's two ninety nine, because it's probably filled with fillers and crap and not going to do a dang thing for your body, but you're just going to poop it out and we call bedpan bullets. Okay. So buy good supplements, save your money elsewhere and get yourself some good supplements. All right. Next is take up regular low packed. What? Oh, I hear, I hear the crowd out there saying it. Take it up. What? Low impact. That's right. Exercise. Yay. I hear a crowd rushing. Everybody got the right answer. Okay. Cause you know that I'm going to be talking about that too. <clears throat> so if you're suffering from a hormonal imbalance, ladies, performing intense exercise can often worsen your condition. Sometimes it can worsen it because it's causing stress on your body, which causes your cortisol to go up. So if you already are feeling out of balance, treat your body to some low impact exercise that can easily be regulated into your body, such as yoga, swimming, walking, riding a bike, something that isn't so like labor intensive. Because while walking, swimming, yoga, while it's also exercise, it's also doing great things to calm your mind. And when you calm your mind, you're calming your stress, you're calming your anxiety, and you're decreasing that cortisol, okay? This will help to promote relaxation and will help your body to regulate itself out. Because when your hormones such as progesterone or testosterone are out of whack, other hormonal functions, other bodily processes want to help out and want to start taking over. So when your hormones are out of whack, your thyroid loves to come to the rescue and tries to help out. That's why sometimes you not only have a hormonal imbalance issue, but then you got a thyroid issue. Then you got a cortisol issue because um, you got adrenal fatigue going on because your cortisol's pooped out. You got all these things and you have to then restore all of them and try to restore them. So like I said, it's better to try to be preventative at the get-go than it is to be reactive at the end, okay? So low-packed exercise, eat a diet high in omega, omega threes. Okay. Decrease the omega sixes, get as much sleep as possible, as much sleep as possible as you possibly can, because that is going to help you. And, you know, watch what you're drinking, watch what you're eating. Okay. Decrease alcohol, decrease smoking. If you can decrease a lot of the bad habits, if you're doing other things, you know, keep that to a minimum. Okay. Next, I want you to add coconut oil. See, we just talked about good fats, coconut oils here. Studies have shown that coconut oil is beneficial for hormonal health. Coconut oil can add in weight loss, it produces hormones, and it reduces inflammation. For better hormonal health, find ways to add one-fourth of a cup of coconut oil to your diet every day. 
And for me, the preferred coconut oil that I like is organic, unrefined, and I like MCT oil. Okay. And now I, I love it through garden for life, but a lot of companies have MCT oil and just do one fourth of a cup of coconut oil a day. I, I spread it out because I mix a little bit in my coffee in the morning to make a bulletproof coffee. I add it into my smoothies. You can add it into your yogurt. You can just, you know, you can add it into a salad dressing, anything where you can try to get that in throughout your day. Okay. Use this instead of oils such as canola, which do not have any really good benefits for you. Next, I want you to increase your levels of magnesium and vitamin D. We've talked about vitamin D before. Everybody could use vitamin D. Nobody goes out in the sun as much as we should because of skin cancer warnings. And, you know, sometimes you live in places like Seattle where where it's cloudy and it doesn't, you don't get a lot of sun. Or if you're a person of color, a lot of times your vitamin D is low just because of the pigmentation of your pigmentation. You know, there's a lot of reasons why we become, you know, a little bit deficient in some of our vitamins and some of our nutrients. Okay. And we have to supplement back with them. So magnesium can help promote sleep and it allows the muscles to relax, which is which is critical for achieving better hormone health. You can find magnesium in dark leafy vegetables, pumpkin seeds, squash, halibut, and rich sources of magnesium can also come from, you can buy, you can get squash seeds too, pumpkin seeds, like I just said, but mostly I would try to stick to dark leafy green vegetables. And if you don't like vegetables at all, and you don't like pumpkin seeds, and you don't like halibut or any of those type of things, you can do a magnesium supplement, okay? They are out there, and they can, you know, some of them are the fizzy drinks, and they can help you relax. But sometimes you got to watch magnesium. Sometimes you got to watch other things because they can cause a little bit of diarrhea sometimes for some people. So again, make sure that you talk with your medical provider to find out if you can take these supplements, if they don't interfere with any medications that you're taking whatsoever, Okay. So many of us health experts believe that more than 40% of the general population is deficient in magnesium due to our modern Western diet. So like I said, supplementation may be necessary, but check with your medical provider. Sun exposure, like I was just talking about, is also vital for hormonal health. So early morning sun exposure allows your body to absorb vitamin D. So if you can get out early before the, the heat of the afternoon and those bad rays, do it. If not, supplement with a vitamin D supplement. And also it needs to be vitamin D3. And I prefer vitamin D3 with MK7. But again, if you have, if you're taking blood thinners like warfarin or any of those type of thing, not like Eliquis, those type of blood thinners, but if you take warfarin or Coumadin, you need to talk with your medical provider. You should not be taking vitamin K because it is also a blood thinner. So like I said, before you take any type of supplement, make sure that you are checking with your medical provider. We are just giving you stuff for your educational purposes only. Vitamin D, you can also get your vitamin D level checked from your medical provider to see if you need to you know, get, a, get a supplement for it. Good brands are now. I take now brand. I love it. Um, 2,000 international units on up. It depends on where your levels are. But again, talk with your medical provider to go get your vitamin D checked. Um, however, a lot of insurances are no longer paying for us to check vitamin D levels. So you might have to pay for that on your own. But vitamin D helps a lot with our immune system and it also helps a lot with hormonal regulation as well. All right, now let's move into brain health and hormonal fluctuations. So it's normal for your brain ladies to feel as though it's not functioning as it is best on occasion. Okay, we all get that, especially when you know that you're exhausted or due to lack of sleep. However, if cognitive dysfunction and other brain-related issues are affecting your life, 
on a more regular basis, then I would love and I want you to take steps to address it before the problem increases and make sure that it has nothing to do with any kind of medical conditions. Like I said, that's when you kind of go to your medical provider and you check all things out first to make sure there's nothing else going on before you kind of say, oh, it's my hormones, okay? Always make sure everything is up to par. Make sure you're getting your regular physical, regular lab work, talking to your medical provider and being in tune with your own health as well, okay? But if as you go through your cycle and you're having more brain fog than normal or you're going through perimenopause or menopause and you're finding that you have more brain fog or you have less mental alertness, you're forgetting things more, it may be your hormones that are affecting your brain health, okay? When I was having very, very bad PMS, I had such bad brain fog. It was not even funny. And it was crazy that when I started figuring out my own solutions and I started using natural progesterone for me, that's just me, um, things in my life really shift and they got much better, okay? So many experts believe that mental fuzziness is not directly caused by fluctuating hormone levels, but instead is a result of the mood swings and difficulty sleeping. However, all these problems emerge as estrogen levels drop because the same hormone is responsible for regulating sleep and mood. It sounds a bit confusing, like what causes what, right? Many hormone problems can be both a cause, like I said earlier, and a symptom Okay, that's why it's very confusing. Like I said, the double edge of the sword there, okay? Breaking the cycle might be as simple as taking conscious steps to ensure a good night's sleep every night. There's an increasing belief by researchers that the effects of sleep or lack of have a bigger impact on our health than either diet or exercise. So sleep is so vital, okay? And we're here, you're, you're listening and, and taking from me what research is saying. Researchers are saying that the effects of sleep or lack of it have a bigger impact on our health than either diet or exercise. So I would start paying attention to my sleep and making sure that I'm getting some really good sleep or I'm really trying to improve it in any way, shape, or form that I can because that's how important it is. All right. So, so far, we've talked about today. We've talked a lot. Wow. My mouth is dry. (laughs) I'm just going at it over here today. Really good. So we've talked about our three main sex hormones. We started off with talking about estrogen, progesterone. We talked about testosterone. We talked about how each of these plays a vital role in our body, what they do, what symptoms they can cause if they're out of balance. We talked about if we're feeling weird, maybe it is our hormones and we're not just crazy like people think we are. Might be a very good explanation for that. Then I gave you some natural ways to help prevent hormonal balance through some supplementation, through foods, watching our caffeine intake, exercise lightly, getting plenty of sleep, balancing that out, and all that good stuff like that. So I hope that you gained something from today and um, you can pass this on some knowledge to your friends, your family, your daughters, your girlfriends, whatever, you know, because. Hormones, as you can tell, are so, so important. And when they're off, we're off. And I can tell you as a hormone, as a person, number one, who suffered hugely with PMS and had to figure out my own things, but also being a hormone specialist and talking to women day in and day out for over 26 years or so about their hormones, I I can attest how important having hormonal balance is. And when your hormones are out of whack, it can make your life very, very um, scary, number one. It can make your your life very, very complicated and just throw havoc, you know, like a wrench thrown into a car motor. 
not very good. So I have sympathy for anybody who has hormonal issues. So here it is, ladies. Hormones, we don't even think about them until they cause us problems, like I said, or are implicated as part of our problem, because I said they can also be a cause and an effect. Most of the time, they, they, most of the time they work away, thankless and unseen, okay? Or they get blamed for everything, like the thyroid, the poor thyroid, okay? But our lifestyles are not always conducive to maintaining optimal hormone ratios. As we age, as we go through different cycles, as we go through different decades of our life, these glands can become less effective. They can be thrown off. And as we near menopause, we can start getting a huge reduction in these hormones, which can cause imbalances. But we can have imbalances for a lot of different things, as we talked about today. Little minute things can throw things off. While this is understandable from a biological viewpoint, once egg production has ceased, why bother with maintaining the reproductive system in a full ready mode, right? That's what a lot of people think like, hey, you've gone through the change. Why do you need any hormones back? Because you don't need them. They've stopped for a reason, but that's not necessarily true. So it's not ideal for everybody, but hormone replacement therapy may be something that you need to think about and talk about with your medical provider depending on where you're at, at your stage of the game. If you're having trouble with menstrual cycles, maybe you've got polycystic ovarian syndrome. We've talked about that on the podcast before. That's another form of hormonal imbalance. And you can talk about your medical provider with that. So sometimes ladies, our hormones need our help to be able to carry out their needed functions and natural methods exist for doing this. And we talked about that. So the more natural things that you can do and that you can put into your daily life, like trying to reduce the stress, trying to get better sleep, trying to eat better, trying to drink more water, you know, go out and have a good time with our family and friends, you know, decrease alcohol, decrease cigarettes, all that stuff, try to get away from sugar as much as possible. The more that we can do preventative things and be proactive, the happier our hormones are going to be. And in return, when our hormones are happy, they're going to make us happy as individuals, right? So there you have it. I hope you learned something today. And um, you can pass it on. Please go leave us a rating and review for the podcast. You know from the bottom of my heart that I do appreciate that. It is the only thing that lets iTunes know that people are out there listening to this podcast. And that way they share it with other women and it's, you know, it gets shared further. So we would love for you to do that. Leave us a rating and review. Come on over and join our VIP newsletter. If you'd like to hear from us, you know, through our newsletter um, on a biweekly basis, um, it will be, the link will be inside the show notes. So just click in the show notes and you'll be taken to a page there and you'll be put on that list there. Um, come on over and leave us a DM. Let us know that you listen over on Instagram. We're at Well Woman Network over there. Not too much on Facebook anymore, but you can reach out through email. And let us know. I'm Michelle at wellwomannetwork.com. Let us know if you want to hear any particular topic or why not. So there you have it, ladies. One of my favorite, favorite topics to talk about. I could talk about hormones all day long. It's one of my specialties, one of the things I love. So I um, hope I didn't ramble on too much. And there you have it. So thank you so much. May God richly bless your life and have a great week. And I'll talk to you later and bye for now.